Hi Mel. Hi Claire. Do you want to hear about my new money-making scheme? Oh god, yeah. Go on. So, it's essentially a misery business. Right. So, you just sell sadness. Oh. Right. And I feel like a lot of people will go for it. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, don't be surprised if I'm a millionaire this time next week. Okay, as long as you like, lend me some of that money. I mean, I'll give you some. Oh, thank you. I know, well, I'm kind like that, so. You are. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Paramours, your weekly song analysis podcast of everything Paramore related. Today, if you couldn't tell by our really cool and not obvious introduction, we're going to be talking about Misery Business, which is, you know, one of the biggest songs that they've ever done, really. Um, we should probably look at some stats or something, shouldn't we? Yeah. Should we I look at Wikipedia? Yeah. Go for it. Um, the, the really reliable source that is Wikipedia. So what I did was just searched Wikipedia on Google <laughs> and not Misery Business. That's where my brain is today. And um, I think it's a line in a song. Um, a line in a song. Ugh. It's a line in a film. What is? Misery Business. Oh, is it? Yeah, and I want to say it's in Misery, but um, actually I don't know if that's a lie. I think it <sighs> I've might seen be that film quite a few times and I don't remember it, but I could just be wrong. Mm. Why Why did Jerry Maguire come into my head? <laughs> I don't I really thought, because I feel like I looked up Misery Business before when we were doing our overview. Um, and I'm sure I saw something like random like that on there. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. The phrase Misery Business was first heard in a Stephen King adaptation psychothriller film, Misery. Oh, it is Misery. Well done. The origin of the song is ambiguous, but Williams, uh, with Williams giving conflicting explanations. The Fueled by Rama website reports that Williams wrote the song based on feedback the band received after a question she posted on the band's live journal asking what people were ashamed of. Mm. However, on the band's blog, Williams claims the song was written about a past experience involving a male friend who she felt was being manipulated by a girl. And later on, when Williams and her friend began to date, she penned the lyrics to finally explain my side of the story and feel freed of it all. Yeah. Um, on the 27th of May 2013, Williams joked on Twitter that it was about London's Heathrow Airport. Oh. There we go. There we are. The name well, the UK. The Stephen King thing's interesting because I know how much Hayley loves Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. Like she, that's mm. like one of her favorite films. So maybe she did like also Misery and thought, hmm. That's an interesting title for a song. And then built the song out of what she wanted to talk about around that title. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. We need I to think... ask Hayley. Maybe we should get her on the podcast. I mean, that'd be great, but... Oh, yeah. I, it's probably never going to happen. I don't but... think she's one of our five listeners, but... No, I don't think so, sadly. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, I think it seems likely that she heard the phrase in the yeah. film misery um and actually i do kind of remember 
because I've I've seen Misery twice, like both in the last few years, um, and I think I remember being like, <gasps> see, it's really odd that you say that because I have seen that film so many times and I genuinely don't remember that line, and I I would have thought that I would do exactly that, like I'd be like, hang on, that's Paramore, but <laughs> yeah, I don't remember yeah. ever doing that, so I need to watch it again. Yeah, you will. I think I've got the DVD. I'm going to watch it today. I think it might be on Netflix. I think it is. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> That's your task. That's your homework. <laughs> Good homework. It's great homework. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is, I think, the origin of the title. Yes. Um... Yeah. What about the actual song? Do you want to say anything about it? Um, well, I guess kind of moving on from the title and into the song, I really like how in the first line she kind of changes up the title. So like she says, I'm in the business of misery. Like, I like that. I like that it yeah. kind of flips the title upside down. Yeah, um, I think we talked about um, during when we were talking about For a Pessimist, I think we were talking about how, because most of their songs have like normal titles, you know, that like have a lyric in the song or whatever. And I think we were saying about how, um, you know, the fact that this is a like more of a pop punk album, that opening with a song that had a title that wasn't like in the song, in lyrics, kind of maybe was that pop punk kind of trend at the time. Yeah. And so having misery business, but then playing on that, I'm in the business of misery. Mm. It's sort of another little, you know, it's not quite, uh, it's not as abstract, but it's still yeah, not just being like, oh. Yeah. Like, this is just a song called yeah. The Business of Misery. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not- misery business is a better title than The Business of Misery. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd be really interested to know, and I'm sure I have read before, but I would not be able to remember, like why, where the like mariachi band intro kind of originated, and why they decided to do that. Because I love it. And yeah. then also hit that, hit that snare, <laughs> 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 which I'm sure was just probably something she said in the studio, and then they decided to keep it. I would imagine. But yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, no, I do too. I love the intro. Mm. I think, obviously, it's like a really strong song and it's really sort of like punchy and like upbeat, but slightly angry and Mm. slightly... uh, It's very powerful. Yeah. Obviously, it's got this sort of theme about it that's not very like feminist and... I don't know. I find it hard to talk about this song a bit because, you know, I I like it in its sort of musicality and yeah. um, the energy of it. But then, like, so much of it is just a bit... I don't know. I feel like looking back on it now as, like, you know, a 30-year-old, it's like... Mm. It feels a bit, like, high schooly, you know? I know exactly what you mean. I... I do love this song. And I mean, the 21st century feminist that I am, like, feels bad about saying that because I, I like, totally get that, you know, I get why they don't play it anymore. I, you know, it's not, 
it's not timely it's you know it's all that kind of but then you understand that it came from a like a teenager that was experiencing something that didn't maybe didn't really wasn't really in her feminism at that point like she is now um but I think I love this song I just love you know leaving the lyrics aside and I think lyrically like the the way the lyrics are written like it's excellent like it's like it's just really good lyricism yeah um, leaving aside the content of the lyrics um the way the lyrics are constructed is really like really strong um but I just love like the guitars I love the drums I love how energetic it is but I think I've just got a soft spot for it because it was like the first other than the simlish pressure <laughs> it was the first Paramore song that I properly heard and listened to and I was like what is that voice who is this band who is this person um and I saw the video for it on Miley Cyrus's top 10 female fronted rock songs or something like that on some of one of those old channels uh, that played rock music videos um and I was like this I, I was like that's Paramore I know it is because it's the girl with the orange hair who I always see in Kerrang and I know that that's Paramore but I've never heard them <laughs> and I was like this is really good and I need to listen to them <laughs> and this video is really cool um but yeah I know what you mean about the high school thing as well but then I kind of like that because it's a bit nostalgic but yeah. but yeah like yeah yeah I don't um you know, I think a lot of people get quite, uh, I don't even know what the word is, but like, you know, people people like to sort of fight about the fact that, um, or, you know, people, a lot of people comment on the fact that it's very unfeminist and like, it's very, you know, they kind of, I don't know what the word is, but like, they, I don't know if they maybe attack Hayley Williams a little bit for writing those lyrics. Yeah. And I think... Yeah. I'm not at that I'm not in that mind frame like with it I feel like you know you have to take it in the context that it was written yeah she was young and yeah. this situation probably happened to her and that's how she felt and that's what she wrote yeah. about and reading that quote about you know she wrote it to kind of feel free yeah definitely. you know obviously okay so then it became this worldwide hit but like that's not really their fault yeah <laughs> it's not their exactly. fault that it was successful if you yeah, know what I mean. 100%, 100%. And I feel like, you know, this happens a lot. It happens a lot as well in like the industry that I'm in, like the film industry and that where people will look at something from the past, like a TV show or whatever. And they'll say, you know, there isn't enough representation or there isn't enough, you know, you know, and that's totally right that 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 you're that that's, you know, that is an issue. But also things weren't as progressive in those. I'm not saying that that makes it right, but things weren't as progressive in those times. And you kind of have to look at it with that was the time and maybe that person that made that piece of art should have been more progressive but maybe they were just in the time that we were in at that stage I, yeah I think it's really difficult because you know the whole in you know when you have a whole industry like yeah. one person can't fight that exactly yeah and every I think every person who makes anything any art like you know works within the system and like sometimes they can fight it and sometimes they can't yeah yeah um, and I think Hayley Williams has done a lot to fight a lot of things. In, exactly. In that, yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. This is not one of those times. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, like, that's the thing is that, you know, absolutely you should you should do what Hayley's done by saying, look, we're not going to play this song anymore because I'm not comfortable with it. it. You know, it's not feminist. 
it's not where I am anymore. Exactly like when people are saying, okay, well, maybe we maybe we should reboot that TV show so that there's a lot more representation. Understanding its shortcomings, but being like, I understand that thing's shortcomings. It's a really good piece of art, but maybe it needs updating or, you know, the person that was responsible for it needs to take account for the fact that at that time, maybe it wasn't as representative as it could have been. Yeah, I think people taking like some responsibility is really, yeah. is a really Which good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I think, and it's good to be talking about these issues, I guess. I find it difficult because a lot of, um, you know, a lot of like, in a lot of like journalism and stuff, they'll be like, they'll sort of say, oh, you know, it's like, it's a new thing to say that Misery Business is not feminist. When Haley's talked about it so many times, there's still yeah. things that come out saying, yeah. have you heard Misery Business? Um, when you look at it from 2021, it's so unfeminist and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, we know. Mm. This is not yeah. news. Like, this isn't yeah. a new concept. Yeah. And it annoys me when people just say, like, the same things over and over again. And it's like, yes, okay. But also to critique her now from what she said when she was a teenager is also not very feminist. So Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, you can't, I don't know if I'm going to say this correctly, but you can't look at something with today's lens and expect it to reflect today's lens when it was written or made. Decades ago, yeah. (laughs) Because it wasn't made today. Like if something was made today and it said that, I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Like, why are you, why are you being, why are you writing lyrics like that? You know? Yeah. And also, I think the problem is people don't look at today's stuff with today's lens. I know exactly stuff and not today like you know that song that is um that sounds really like misery business that's mm. quite new I don't know have you not heard it I don't think so oh, oh I'm gonna have to listen to that uh, Olivia Rodrigo oh my god what? <laughs> I've just searched um Olivia Rodrigo right to find this song so I can't remember what it's called good for you is the song and it says people also ask is olivia rodrigo taylor swift's daughter what the fuck what um but it's it's this new song that came out like a couple of months ago and it sounds so much like misery business really and i just feel like people make this comparison as if like having a song now that sounds like misery business is a good thing when actually misery business was 15 years ago but also there's like a line in it that is like that goes something like a damn sociopath mm. and i just feel like yeah like one like don't be like calling people sociopaths yeah and yeah. you know i feel like she's she's really famous you know um because she she did a couple of really big songs but i i feel a little bit like sometimes there's this criticism of like what was done 15, 20 years ago by women in um, the music industry. Yeah. And and we're sort of saying, oh, well, this generation is so much better because they're so much more woke and all this stuff, but they're not. And actually they do make these songs that have these like yeah. bad terminology and it's just tiring. We can't expect a 16, 17, 18 year old 15 years ago to understand feminism necessarily the way that 15 16 17 year olds understand it now and definitely not in the way that 30 year olds understand exactly 
if she was a 30 year old woman and she came out with that song today she would be totally cancelled yeah I, I mean it's not a song i listen to that much uh anymore i think you know it had its time it had its place and it's that's not now and that's fine like i think it's in the past and it it made them really successful which you know obviously they wrote the song and they released it but you know everyone who consumed it then should be also taking some accountability for the fact that it's so successful it's not just on them so yeah you know as of someone that's you know a very proud feminist I think why did I never really think until it all came out about that song I thought oh my god like it you know like it is yeah maybe you know and and I kind of had to look at myself and think okay I love this song but now I have to rethink it because you know it doesn't represent the things I believe Mm. yeah I think I did always have this I don't know I mean not maybe as strongly as I do now but I I think I did always think "Mm, yeah this song is a bit like hating on someone but I feel a bit like where I don't know if you had this experience but when and I don't know what it's like for teenagers now but I feel like when we were teenagers which is obviously around the same time that Hayley was as well yeah um you know I think that there was this whole thing of teenagers um of um like women you were pit against each other like that is just uh, not that it's right at all but just that was kind of the expectation and it was very common for you know women to be fighting over a guy or you know for to be kind of calling you know maybe as someone who's more alternative to maybe be thinking about like the kind of popular people like popular girls like yeah you know for, for to be calling them out on like I think there was this whole movement. I don't know if that was like a naughties thing or if that's happened for more mm. time than that, but definitely this thing of like, if you're popular and pretty, then you're not worth as much as someone who's yeah. like less popular. And that there was this kind of always um, just the, yeah, being pit, like, I don't know, yeah. just, yeah. I know what you're saying and it's really interesting because I think, now you've said that I kind of I kind of understand more what my connection to the song was was because you know I when I was at school I was bullied by a lot of the popular girls because I was really alternative and in their eyes weird and you know and it wasn't a case of oh this is great this song is bashing someone like that like I that never crossed my mind because I'm not like that's not who I am I'm not a nasty like I don't have those kinds of feelings towards people like I would never be like oh I want to you know I want to do this to this person to get revenge for what they did like that's not me but I think it was just I kind of connected maybe to the feeling of someone that's more popular than you getting something that you want just because they're kind of seen as having a higher status or being cooler or Mm. whatever so I think that's maybe what it was and I didn't kind of think of the the kind of unfeminist thing around it yeah, I think it's about redressing the balance of it, isn't it? That like, yeah. and maybe we're at a point now where it is more balanced, but it felt a bit like when we were teenagers, what had come before was a lot of being popular, being pretty is the most important thing. And yeah. that, you yeah. know, and and that's not, obviously that's not feminist either because it's excluding a lot of people. And there was this kind of swing back to being like, 
actually the alternative people or like the less pretty less popular are like more clever or like they're gonna um have better jobs or you know all these things which just like again it's just awful but it's kind of redressing the balance of yeah fact that before that it had been like if you're not pretty then you can't do anything with your life yeah I think that's kind of how it felt so yeah hopefully things are more balanced now and teenagers now are having a better time of it but yeah. You know, I think there's, there's always going to be this I don't think we can help as human beings being like against each other for some reason especially when you're a teenager yeah. yeah and I think you know it's not a case of there are certain things like that I personally for my own morals like I've basically decided or given all the recent stuff that's come out about Marilyn Manson like I'm not going to listen to Marilyn Manson anymore like I'm just not going to do that I don't want to do that you know that's my choice but I wouldn't necessarily say I'm never going to listen to misery business again like because even though it's problematic I recognize that it's problematic but in terms of its sound as a song it's a song that I enjoy the sound of so I feel like I can listen to it whilst knowing that it's problematic do you see what I mean yeah and I think I was was thinking about this um a few minutes ago because I was thinking you know how examples like that like with Marilyn Manson for example Mm. uh you know there's this conversation about how far should we separate the art from the person yeah and I think there's yeah there's so many implications isn't there so like with someone that you believe has done something wrong Mm -hmm. you know you obviously don't want to fund them as a person exactly I guess um but then it's interesting that actually when the art itself is problematic Mm. in a way it like doesn't matter as much because if the person isn't problematic which you know I feel like Hayley and the bat and Paramore generally have grown so much that they're you know she's very active on social media in like fighting for for social injustice and for different causes and I feel like actually if we listen to misery business it's not funding like something that we fundamentally don't believe in exactly we're listening to a song where we know it's problematic but we can engage with that critically and still enjoy it you know if we don't because we know our position on it whereas exactly yeah and we're not funding something that's actually but then if someone was problematic in themselves and their art was problematic then I definitely wouldn't listen to it exactly and and you know and like we said before you know Haley is also someone who's taken accountability for the the content of that song you know and said you know I'm I'm sorry about this you know I it was it was a product of a, of a particular time and a particular you know state that I was in and an age that I was so yeah I mean the art from artist thing is I find really difficult because you know being a creator I understand how much of yourself goes into something so it's like if a piece of art is problematic I think well it's it's and I'm very much someone that is really interested in the person behind something so I feel like you know it's really I mean all this stuff's come out about you know the the guy that created Buffy and you know Buffy's the my favorite tv show of all time and I've had to do a lot of soul searching about it because it's like it's really hard for me to separate but then I can I can look at that tv show as what it is which you know factually it's an incredibly feminist TV show and there are a lot of incredible women that made it incredible. And we need to recognize those women and what they 
went through now we know what happened in order to make that show like Mm. but it is really hard it's hard to separate art from art I mean some people can can just be like well that's the art that's the art I can't do that for me it's like it's the person the person makes the art the art comes from the person so yeah I don't know it's really difficult yeah I think for me it all it comes down to like funding it it comes down to the money and I think you know if I have something on DVD that I've had for a long time the fact that something's come out about them doesn't actually change the fact that I've enjoyed that before so exactly. I can still enjoy it, but I wouldn't want to like go out and buy it again, or I wouldn't exactly. want to like stream it. Or you don't want to put money in their pocket. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of for me. I think if it's something really atrocious, if it was something that was my favorite thing, like you know, if it came out that like I don't know, Kate Winslet had like killed someone or something, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm still gonna watch Titanic because I can't not. But like. It's yeah. about, but I'd watch the DVD. I wouldn't stream it. But would it change? Would it change the way you watch it? I don't know because I think I've watched it so many times that, like, I feel like I'd still just have the old association with it. But yeah, I feel like I can separate it more. Mm. But I think consciously about how I might watch it. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I think we've been talking for a while about yeah. non-really misery business related yeah. stuff. Is there anything else you want to say about the song itself or are you happy to kind of leave that? I feel like it's such a big song that actually we don't really... I know. You no, know, is there much value in really talking about the song? Probably not. Exactly. And I mean, just, you know, great drums as always. Yeah. Really great. Like Hayley's voice on this song was the thing that made me fall in love with Hayley's voice. Mm-hmm. It was like, how has this tiny 18-year-old person got this giant, huge, amazing voice? Um, and it's yeah. the in the verses and stuff as well, everything's so quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The words are really quick and it's just so, like, yeah. I mean, there's this kind of big, powerful, strong voice in the chorus and then there's this sort of really, like, nimble voice in the mm. verses, I guess. Mm. I really like the contrast yeah. between those as well. Yeah. And my favourite bit is the bit like where it's just the drums and the voice and it's like the whoa I never meant to brag but I've got him where I want him now like that bit where her voice is like ah. yes and it's just I was like who is this? <laughs> <laughs> my favourite bit is when she changes the bit uh, and says right now instead of now. Yes. Oh I love that bit. Yeah. Right now. That bit. Yeah. Love yeah. that bit. Exactly the bit you mean. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. So yeah. So all in all, yes. Misery business, big song, great sounding song, problematic song. It's a song. Cool. Well, should we finish up there? Yes. Thanks everyone for listening. I don't know what else I'd say. If you want to carry on the conversation with us, you can follow us on Twitter at moreparasmalls. Um, or you can email us at parasmalls at icloud.com um, and we'll also put some links in the description about stuff we've talked about today um, and yeah we will see you next week for when it rains on this side of town it touches everything just say it again i mean it when it rains on this side <laughs> of town <laughs> <laughs> oh.
Bye, everyone. Bye.